0: Welcome to the Seashore Church Message of the Week. This message is designed to bring more of heaven into your world today. For more resources like this, or to learn more about our church, visit seashorechurch.com. Good morning, everybody. Cool. I love our church. Like, we can just leave. That was good enough for me, for real. All right. Cool. Is that good? Thank you, Ted. Yeah, a little bit. Thank you, man. That's perfect. Thanks, man. Can we just honor our pastors real quick? Can we just? Thank you. I'm serious. It's just so cool. It's so freeing. So this week, um, Romy texts, when did you text me? Tuesday, Wednesday. Tuesday, yeah. We're out of town uh, celebrating our third anniversary, my wife and I. Um, and this is our last anniversary without children. So um, so we're just relaxing, and Romy texts me. She goes, hey, are you going to be here Sunday? And I'm like, yeah, uh, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> she goes, it's not to lead worship, but could you teach? But it's something in your heart, so don't prep like you would typically. So, of course, me, I'm like ultimate prepper. Like, I'm like, yeah, cool, no problem. But then I go immediately to like reading. I'm reading every everything. And I'm just like, okay, let's do this study. Let's do Old Testament study, New Testament. Okay, here we go. And the Lord started teaching me about rest. And I thought I was going to talk about rest today. But last night, we were just praying, and he showed me that, The message about rest was actually for me this week, um, which was really cool. But it was actually like everything he'd been showing me was actually for myself to prep me for today, right? Uh, So I really don't have like they're asking for I don't have slides or really even I have some scripture. But really, this is just my testimony, really, uh, which is all about identity and all about sonship. So I'm just going to read some scripture and then just share with you, if you've heard my testimony, I'm sorry, you're going to hear it again. but if not, the, the Lord's been dealing with me, because I'm like, man, it's just, it's just my testimony. Do I have a, a, a message? No, it's just my testimony." He's like, "No, it's not just your testimony, right? We, it, Revelation says that we overcome by the power, by the blood of the lamb and the power of our testimony. The word of our testimony. So our testimony is extremely important. And for years, I grew up in church. My parents were pastors. Their parents were pastors. And I never thought I had a testimony. Because I was like, I've always grown up in church. I've always done church. And um, went to a church, served there for, geez, 11 years. Up until 2017. Um, yeah, I was... Let's see, 22, no, yeah, 22, uh, 22 years old. So for 11 years, literally from like 11 to 22, I grew up going to the same church, super involved, did everything, Did played keys, MD'd, helped the band, produced, did a ton of stuff, served like five days a week, literally. Um, and in 2017, I'll never forget, February of 2017, the Lord started speaking to me. And He started showing the religion that was in my heart. And I didn't think it was religion because it didn't look religious. For real. It didn't look religious. It just looked like serving. It just looked like honor. It just looked like doing. And And he said, no, it's a religious spirit. You're striving for what I've already done. And for me, that was a season of really going into a wilderness of being undone. And let me just read a couple scriptures. Psalm 51. These are scriptures that in that season the Lord just downloaded into my heart. Two things I would honestly, the best investments, I think, personal opinion, is a Bible and a journal. Seriously. Uh, There's nothing for me more valuable than hearing the Lord's voice and journaling it. Having documentation and looking back at different seasons of my life and, and seeing what he was speaking to me. Psalm 51, have mercy on me, O God. Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. Behold, you delight in truth and the inward being, and you teach me wisdom in the secret heart. Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones that you have broken rejoice. Hide your face from my sins. And blot out my iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God. Renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence. And take not your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation. And uphold me with a willing spirit. Then I will teach transgressors your ways. And sinners will return to you. Deliver me from blood guiltness, O God. O God of my salvation, and my tongue shall sing aloud your righteousness. O oh Lord, open my eyes. Open my lips, sorry. O oh Lord, open my lips, and my mouth will declare your praise. For you will not delight in sacrifice, or I would give it. You will not be pleased with the burnt offering. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. O oh God, you will not despise. Let's pray real quick. Holy Spirit, we love you. Father, we love you. Jesus, we love you. Father, give me the words that you are speaking. I need you. I surrender, Father. We thank you. We thank you that we can gather. We thank you that we can focus on you alone. That we can worship, that we can praise. We thank you, Father, for this moment. Let us not be in a rush. Let my heart not be in a rush. Give me your words, Father, your heart. In Jesus' name, amen. That season, the Lord gave me a vision. I never had a vision before. And he gave me a vision, and it's it's outrageous, but I'm going to share it with you. Just hold on. Um, So the visions of Humpty Dumpty. (laughs) That's exactly what I did when he showed it to me. Um, And it was Humpty Dumpty sitting on a wall, literally. And I'm like, I've never read this story. I have no idea what this even means. And so I Googled it. And I'm like, what is this even? And he goes, stop, put the phone down. I have more. So Humpty Dumpty sitting on a wall. He goes, Stu, you're afraid of brokenness. You're afraid to be broken. He was like, you're sitting on a wall from where you were, but you're not yet where I'm calling you. And you're afraid to fall because you know when you do, you'll be shattered. But either way, you're going to fall. He said, you can fall back into the old habits, into the old things, into the old friends, old culture, or you can fall into me. If you fall into me, I can't promise that you're not gonna be broken, because I wanna break you. But we're gonna do it together. So, I got the word, journaled it, went home, And at the time I was dating a girl from Texas, I called her. She was kind of connected with my old church. And I gave her the word. I was like, hey, the Lord just spoke to me, you know, gave me this awesome word. And she goes, no way. She works at a hospital. She goes, no way. Humpty Dumpty is on every door in our hospital. And I'm like, what? Okay. Here's your sign, right? So... So essentially, the father said, I want you to leave what you're used to. I want you to leave where you came from. So I left friends. I left team. I left everything that I had strived for so long to accomplish, right? Position, power, authority, the in crowd, all of that. Doing what I wanted to do, which was music, full time, studios, traveling, all this stuff. And he goes, I want you to leave that. And so in that season, um, he had to deal with my heart. And essentially, he he brought me to that place to have those conversations to where I left. And when I was leaving, I literally walked into a season not knowing anybody, literally, for like six months. I didn't have friends. And I can tell you it was one of the best seasons of my life. In that season, he showed me how to be friends with him. And he dealt with my heart. He undid so many things. Everything I thought I knew about church, everything I thought I knew about worship, everything I thought about, I thought I knew just about him, even. Um... I realized that I was just doing 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 serving 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 going through the motions but there was no heart connection there was no friendship and I realized in that moment that nothing that I did nothing that I could do could allow him to love me anymore and so I I completely separated this like service perfection production, like environment, completely left. In that moment, it was scary. It was really hard, honestly, uh, because I felt broken. I'm like, man, like I have nothing to give right now. I'm worthless. I have, I'm like, I'm done playing the games, but I have no, you know, I just felt so low. But it was such an amazing season because he literally was getting me to, I didn't even know it, but we were basically doing sozos every, every day. So um, essentially, I got a journal, and every morning I would just write, Holy Spirit, what are you speaking to me? Father, what are your thoughts for me? What do you think about me? And every day, and I still go back to those journals and look at it, right? Um, For me, that season was all about sonship because it was all about finding identity. And I'd, I, had tr- I tried so hard striving to find identity in what I did, right? Being defined by, why, by what I could do, right? My abilities, my efforts, the applause of people. In that season, he, he brought me to my knees and really showed me And this is one thing he I'll never forget, he said, Stu, when you come to me, you enter my presence with praise, but you leave with identity. You enter my presence with praise, but you leave with identity. The only place that we can actually understand who we are is the secret place with him. It's not here on a Sunday morning. It's not what we do, it's not with our spouse, it's not with our family, it's alone with him. And when we know who we are, it affects all of those other things. So I jumped, right, so I jumped. I was on this wall, afraid of brokenness, but I jumped. Completely shattered, and I thought I was useless. Because our culture says, if you're broken, you're useless, right? The culture that I grew up in said, if you're broken, you're useless. On to the next, transactional. And so I was so afraid of being broken because I didn't want to be useless. I didn't want to be cast away. And in that season, he broke me, and he said, um, he was just teaching me that, that through brokenness, was true identity, and through brokenness was true ministry. So he showed me another, um, he showed me another vision in that same season, and the second vision was a horse, and it was a wild horse, Um, and it was so cool, man, because, you know, it was like out in the wild just running around, and he said, Stu, what do you think about that horse? And I'm like, that looks like freedom, and he said, Stu, like, that's chaos. He was like, what I'm doing in this season right now is I'm, I'm pulling you in. And the term, and I didn't know this because I wasn't a big, like, horse person, but apparently, like, to, to essentially um, train a wild horse is to break it, right? To break the horse. And he was teaching me that that's the definition of brokenness that he wants for me. It wasn't a, use, uh, a uselessness. It was from going from confusion, going from lost, going from chaos, going from not knowing who I am, not knowing what I'm called to do, just running as fast and as hard as I could running, exhausted, going from that to brought in by him so that he can break me, so that we can get to the point where he doesn't even have to communicate with me. I know where he wants me to walk. I know where he wants me to run. I know when he wants me to sit. And for me, that's freedom. The world looks at the chaos and says, that's freedom because there's no boundaries. But the father was teaching me, like, that's not freedom. Like, true freedom is being so in tune with my heart and my spirit and my voice that you don't have to be afraid. You don't have to figure it out. I just have to be connected to him. Yeah. I'm just praying, asking him where he wants me to go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so for me in that season, that summer, about six months in from February, um, He started to expose the lies that I believed, right? Started to expose everything that I was living for, doing all of this stuff. And he was undoing my heart. And it was a genuine season of revival in my heart, repentance in my heart. And as he was doing that, he was exposing the lies where I came from. And in that season, he was teaching me about two things, really, forgiveness and honor, because I remember the moment that I woke up and realized the toxicity and the trauma that came from where I came from. And immediately I got mad. Immediately I was like, man, that's ridiculous. You know, just going off. Like, how could, how could they do this? How could this happen? How could, you know, da 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 you know. And he said, Stu. Don't forget, you were living that for 11 years. I just showed you this today. If you had my heart, you'd have a lot more patience than you do right now. Because the moment he showed me and exposed the sin and the lies, I got upset. And he's like, man, I've looked at yours for 11 years and loved you through it. He was teaching me about forgiveness. And forgiveness is not saying that what happened to you was right or okay. It's not justifying what happened. Forgiveness is seeing really truly the Father's heart for the people that are causing hurt and pain and trauma. And it's, and it's separating ourself from being under that, saying, okay, Holy Spirit, I forgive them because that's really affected me. And it's not that what they're doing is okay. It's not that that what happened was okay. He wants us to have his heart for even the people that are hurting us. I realized in that situation also comes honor. And I thought of, really, he had me going through the life of David and Saul in that season. And for me, it was all about honor. And, not, and that was a whole other thing. He had to undo, what, what is honor? <laughs> he had to undo that. What is honor, right? There's a lot of false honor. There's a lot of, can we give it up for the pastors? Because it looks good. Um, I'm just being real. There's a lot of fake honor, y'all. And he had to undo me of it because I was right there, number one cheerleader. You're not honoring the person, you're honoring the image. Right? So when we honor, we're not honoring because they're honorable. We're honoring because the image of Christ is in them. that did not make sense for me at first. I had to surrender that, for real. Because I'm like, well, that's not honorable, and they're doing that, and they're saying this, and they're doing this, and how can I honor that? That's my flesh. And he's like, you know what? But I made them in my likeness. But my heart for them is this. He wants to heal that. I believe he wants to heal that today. I really do. I could go so many different ways with this. Trust me, my wife knows because I I vent most of them to her. Basically, this this is it. Like, he took me from a place of striving into a place of rest. Everything I did was to prove that I'm worthy, that I'm enough. And I never felt it. I never felt like I could do enough. I could be enough, I could serve enough, I could be the best. I never felt, you know, I never felt like I could measure up. That season was a season of undoing everything I did so that I could just be with him. Apart from what I could do, apart from the gifts that I had, I could just be with him and know his heart for me. Walking in sonship, being a daughter, or son of Christ, is freedom. There's no striving like there's absolutely nothing we could do to make him love us more. It's hitting me now more than ever. We're getting ready to have a baby in November, um which is really cool, yeah, but already just like preparing for this thing is like it's crazy it's changing already changing how I view life and I'm sitting here it's so cool last night I was like my hand was on her on her stomach and um, out of nowhere Willow our baby flipped and I was like cupping her stomach and she like perfectly did like a backflip in my hand in her stomach it woke us up we were asleep and it was the cool it was like man that's so awesome like, I could actually feel her body, like doing somersaults at 11. I'm like, you're crazy. Um, but my heart for her, I'm like, man, like, I already love her. I've not even seen her yet, I've not even heard her voice yet. She has not done one single thing for me. And I couldn't love her anymore. how much more is the Father's love for us? Like, for real, if you think about it for a second, like, we're human, and we love that deep. Like, how much more is his perfect love? When we are walking in that, in a revelation of his heart for us, we're done playing games. It's not even a question of sitting on the fence anymore. It's not even a question of... Striving or trying to prove anything. It's like, man, like, Dad loves me. As I was praying into this morning, I really felt like there was a couple of groups that he wanted me to pray for, so I want to take some time and just pray. Like I mentioned before, the group that is struggling with honor and forgiveness, holding on to unforgiveness, um, group number 2 is is that like maybe you didn't maybe you haven't had a great representation of what a father looks like maybe you've looked at god like your earthly dad and it's even hard for you to say the word father when you're praying i want to pray for you he loves us so much he wants us to have that friendship, that kind of friendship that's so close, that's so intimate. The next group, three, is the group on the fence, on the wall, right? Humpty Dumpty. The group sitting on the wall that's not, you're seeing the truth. You're not where you were. You're, you're literally the Israelites in the wilderness. I'm not where I was but I'm still kind of trying to figure it out on my own, and I haven't yet made it to where he's calling me. I want to pray for you. In the fourth and final group, I want to I pray for the people that have jumped, but they feel alone. You've jumped off the wall, and this is a season where he's teaching you about brokenness, but you don't feel like Anybody's around, no one can relate. It's the voice of the enemy, but it's it's isolation, right? Questioning. Did I even make the right choice? I jumped, but I don't even know. It kind of felt better back there. It felt more comfortable. Brokenness is not comfortable, y'all. I'm sorry. Like it's just the truth. And that's what I love about seashore because it's it's like it's not comfortable. It's not comfortable. It's surrender. Like, that's step one to being a follower of Christ. Like, if it was comfortable, then, you know, it's not. He said, follow me. Leave everything that you once knew. Pick up your cross and follow me. That requires you dropping everything. Not I want to keep this and I'll say yes, but it's nothing. Full surrender, total surrender. I want to pray for you guys. Um, Yeah, let's bow our heads, close our eyes. If you feel like any of those four groups spoke to you, would you just lift your hand? Thank you, Father. Hmm. Wow, thank you, Jesus. Father, you are so good. It's your kindness, Father, that leads us back to your heart. It's not your condemnation, it's not your judgment. It's not pointing the finger. You're not upset. You're not disappointed. Father, you love. You love. You love. You love. Father, I I pray right now for the group of people that have been hurt. Father, that that it's so hard for them to even look at the hurt. It's so hard for them to even look at the trauma, at the pain. Father, you love them so much. He's inviting you into a deeper friendship right now. He wants you to climb in his lap and just hear his heart. Don't be afraid. He's here to love you back to life. He's here to love you back to the garden. Back to how it was always meant to be. And we just silence the lies of the enemy, Father. We break off the lies of the enemy right now. That would stop anyone from really fully resting in your presence, from really fully knowing your heart for them. The enemy is so threatened by your identity. He's so threatened by your identity. He doesn't want you to know who you are, he doesn't want you to know what your purpose is. He's fighting so hard to keep you from the Father. Just receive. Just receive. The group of people that are struggling with forgiveness, Father, what they did was wrong. What happened was wrong. It wasn't your heart. And we're not saying that what happened was okay. But, Father, we want freedom. We want healing. We want your heart. Thank you, Father. The group of people on the fence, I even sense in my spirit young people, young people on my heart in this room, people under 20. If you're under 20, can you raise your hand? Under 20, raise your hand. Yeah, I thank you right now in the name of Jesus that Father, you are teaching them what sonship and what daughters look like. Father, I thank you right now for identity to be instilled right now, for striving to cease, for proving to cease, for not feeling like they're enough to cease. Father, sing over them heavenly melodies. Zevaniah, sing over them heavenly melodies of your heart for them. Your thoughts are as many as the sand on a seashore. Just allow them to capture a few this morning. There's thousands and thousands and thousands of thoughts, literally millions of thoughts. Father, let them hear them. Open their ears, Father. Open their eyes. Open their hearts. Father, we just send angels right now, protection around their ears, their hearts, Father, and their eyes. I thank you, Father. If there's anybody in this room on the fence of do I jump? What do I do? I'm afraid. I don't want to be broken. I don't want to look like a fool. I don't want to look like I don't have everything together. Father, I pray right now you just give boldness, you give faith. And again you give identity to jump. To jump. You're not gonna regret it. You're not gonna regret it. I'm telling you, I feel I feel like there's people in here that are hesitant. Can I tell you that was the best decision that I've ever made? I had never I had known Jesus since I was a boy. But when I, de- when I decided to jump, that's when I met him face to face. That's when I met him face to face. It is the best decision you could ever make. It's one thing to know about him. It's another thing to have him with you, to walk with him in the garden. Just jump. Father, the last group. The group that feels like they're in the middle, like they've jumped, but they feel kind of lost. I just hear the word remembrance. I hear the word remembrance. The group that feels like they're in a storm right now, that they're surrounded. Mark 4 talks about it. When they were in the boat in the storm, storm was all around and Jesus was asleep. The very first thing that Jesus said before they left was let's go across to the other side. Then they got in the boat and the storm happened. So he's saying let's jump, you've jumped but now you're in the middle and there's a storm. Remember what he said before you left. He said, let's go across to the other side. Remember what he told you at the beginning. Go back, reread the words. If you didn't write it down, just sit with him and ask you, Ask him to remind you when he first told you to jump. Go back to that moment, to the very last thing that he told you. Go back to that word and ask him. Ask him to remind you. He's with you. Thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Father, that you're here. Your presence is here. Father, let us be a people that are known by being covered in your presence. Let us be able to walk into the darkest of rooms and it be like sunlight coming in. We want to carry your presence, Father. We don't want to strive We just want you. We just want to live so intentionally, listening and obeying every word that you say. He wants us to be obedient. Last thing I'll say. There was a time in that season, in that summer, that one morning I was um, going to spend time with him. This is how intentional he wants us to live. I was going to spend time with him, I had my Bible and journal, and I just said, Holy Spirit, what do you want to do right now? Do you want me to read, do you want me to write, listen, play keys, sing, what do you want? And he wanted me to journal but I actually picked up my Bible. And I know that sounds crazy. Like, well, at least you picked up your Bible. The reality is that wasn't obedience. He wants us to live so closely to his heart that even good things aren't good. Like, we, I, we can idolize the Bible if we're not careful. He wants our heart, not our works, not our devotion. He wants our heart. So let us not get caught up. It was religion for me. It was religion. Even reading my Bible and spending time with him was religious because I cared more about the act of doing it rather than doing what he asked me to do. Let us be people that care only about what he wants. Let me pray into that and then close. Thank you Father. We love you. We thank you so much Father that we go to a beautiful church that that embodies everything that I'm talking about this morning. That that absolutely is just in love with your voice and just wants what you want. We say what you say. We do what you do, and that's it. We don't have to add to that. You're enough. Thank you, Father, that we can get to come together, Father, and just collectively learn more about your heart. We can be encouraged. We can be challenged. We can be convicted, Father. We can, we can be enlightened. We can just come and learn more about you. Father, this is what your church is all about. It's not about production. It's not about the lights and crazy stuff. It's not about any of that. This is about your voice and your heart for your kids. So strip down every idol, Father, that we've placed in front of you. Every religious duty and responsibility, we strip that down, Father. Anything that is hindering our connection with you, remove it. Yeah, let us go to you first, Father. Yeah, we thank you so much, Father. Yeah, just one last thing in Mark 4. I'm, it's, just, it's coming to me, so I have to say it. Um, when the storm was coming, the disciples were freaking out. And let me go to Mark 4. It's just so good. And leaving the crowd, they took with him in the host... Sorry, in the boat, just as he was, and other boats were also with him. And there was a great windstorm, and the waves were breaking onto the boat, so that the boat was already filling. But he was in the stern, asleep, Jesus, asleep on the cushion. And they woke him up and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? And he awoke and he rebuked the wind. And he said to the sea, peace, be still. The wind ceased, and there was a great calm. He said to them, why are you so afraid? Have you no faith? They were filled with great fear and said to one another, who is this, that even the wind and the sea obey him? The Lord was just like, right as I was praying, I want to pray into that, and I promise I'll be done. Um, he was reminding me of that moment. Where the sea, like I'm thinking of the disciples. I'm thinking of history. I'm thinking of how many fishermen that were professionals that had been through several storms in the same sea before, and they're in this storm, and they're trying to figure this out. They're getting buckets. They're trying to. They're trying to survive on their own. Jesus is asleep, and they go, "Dang, we're about to die. Let's wake him up." And they do and immediately stops. And I just, I'm praying over that, and I'm just like, man, like, it's religion. We're trying to figure it out in our own strength. Who do we run to first? We're in the middle of a storm. We're going through this stuff. We feel alone. What are we going to first? Are we going to friends first? Pastors first? First? I love Pastor Clayton and Romy, but most things, I need to go to the the Father first. And it's not bad to go to them, but if I'm going to them first, then it's not only not how the Father wants it, but it's also a burden for them that shouldn't have been for them. The Father wants our heart, He wants friendship. He wants friendship. So, yeah, we thank you, Jesus. We love you. We bless you, Father. We thank you that you want us. You want us. Father, that that you say that we're enough. We thank you for that, Father. Let us leave here with identity written on our hearts. Knowing who we are, whose we are. Let that change everything, Father. We love you. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. For more resources like this or to find information about our weekly services, visit seashorechurch.com.